come before God, don't turn into that into a theatrical. Don't turn that into a theatrical production either. All these people making a regular show out of their prayers, hoping for stardom. Do you think that God sits in a box? Here's what I want you to do. Find a quiet, secluded place so you won't be tempted to role-play before God. Just be there as simply and honestly as you can manage. The focus will shift from you to God, and you will begin to sense His grace. The world is full of so-called prayer warriors who are prayer ignorant. They're full of formulas and programs and advice, peddling techniques for getting what you want from God. Don't fall for that nonsense. This is your father you are dealing with. And he knows better than what you what you than than you what you need. With a God like this loving you, you can pray very simply. Basically, it's a variety of prayer formats, individually, together, clusters, and the ground rule is entering as you feel comfortable. Uh, so feel free. Some people feel very comfortable praying out loud. Other people not as much. Enter in as God leads you, and we'll be shaping it all around the Lord's Prayer today. But as Keith read for us, with a God loving you, a God like this loving you, you can pray very simply. You don't have to think about was that correct? Or, you know, could I have used a better word? Just pray as God leads you. Because the foundation and invitation is a Father who loves us. A God who is gracious and all that. With that in mind, we want to begin with a moment of quiet and preparation before we share that. Let's pray. Intensives, the focus is on coursework and conversations and what's happening just be happening as we've been invited to pray today. Help us to shift our focus from ourselves to you. To sense your grace. To seek your face. To be guided by you in prayer. Quiet our hearts as we focus on you right now. Let's take up the invitation of the Lord's Prayer to hallow, to honor, to revere God's name and the song that we just sang. And what we'd like to do is what some people call popcorn phrases. So I just want you to pop up where you are and you can complete the sentence or a variation of it. Lord, I praise you because you are. Lord, I praise you because you are. So for example, you can say, Lord, I praise you because you are. So a characteristic of God, a name of God, so we celebrate who God is and what God is up to. So feel free for a few moments as a large group just to pop up if something comes to mind that you want to praise. Lord, I praise you because you are.
kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Set the world right. Do what's best, as above, so below. Joe asked me to um, ask us to, to come up with a few suggestions to pray for the indigenous peoples of Canada, and I really wrestled with that question, how to approach that, and I would like to reframe it or frame it in a certain way if you will give me a couple of moments to do that. Um, there are 50 separate indigenous nations in Canada. Um, some of us had the privilege of hearing Terry LeBlanc speak here in chapel a few weeks ago. And uh, Terry made mention of something called the Truth and Reconciliation Commission report that was issued this last summer, July I believe it was. Um, in that report, um, there was made mention, uh, there was a recommendation to the churches. Uh, the report is about um, a voice given to the indigenous nations in regards to the residential school situation, if some of you are familiar with that. Uh, which uh, was, um, and you're all kind of just looking. Um, anyway, it's a really, really tough issue. Um, we need to pray, I believe, for the indigenous nations, and we also need to pray for us as well, too. And so I'm just going to read just that little section of the report. I think it's important to hear what they're telling us, what they're telling the churches. Uh, we call upon leaders of the church parties in collaboration with indigenous spiritual leaders, survivors, schools of theology, seminaries, and other religious training centers to develop and teach curriculum for all student clergy and all clergy and staff who work in Aboriginal communities on the need to respect indigenous spirituality in its own right. The history and legacy of residential schools and the roles of the church parties in that system. The history and legacy of religious conflict in Aboriginal families and communities. And fourth, the responsibility that churches have to mitigate such conflicts and prevent spiritual violence. What a phrase. So as, uh, as we remember uh, our role, the church's role in uh, the residential school survivor issue, I, I just recommend and suggest that we um, pray for the nations. There are 50 nations in Canada. Uh, the nation right here is the Nigma Nation. Uh, I know a number of residential school survivors are terribly wounded in the name of Christ. Um, so I just, uh, I just suggest that we uh, pray for us as well too for the name of the report is Truth and Reconciliation. So we pray for the Lord's guidance in our lives to see what reconciliation actually looks like for ourselves and for our churches as well. And what steps, what practical steps we can actually begin to take uh, to bring that reconciliation about. To give some suggestions for prayer, and ask Andrea Pierce, who's one of the students at Pizza Flap President, raised the question about how can we connect more with campus. And Andrea Pierce is the uh, University Christian Fellowship staff worker for Acadia. And so I've asked her just to share a few suggestions with us about how can we pray for students on campus here at Acadia. Great. Yeah, there's a number of ways that you can pray for us. So we have some pretty diligent. Um, Students who are leading scripture studies on campus, and one of them is actually here, Rachel, um, and 
the thing that they've been encountering is that they've made a lot of invitations both to people who are believers and not yet believers, and they haven't had a lot of yeses. And uh, scripture study, I think, is really valuable and important for students. So if you could just pray with us as we try to discern why uh, students aren't saying yes, we pray that students would begin to um, start saying yes to the invitation to scripture study. Um, there's many opportunities for them on campus to do that. Um, as well as we've realized there's been a bit of separation between Indian students and international students, um, just socially and in class. So one of the things that we really wanted to do was to bring communities together. So we're hosting a, an event monthly to try to bring uh, the international student community together with Canadian students. Um, and also hoping that that will also provide opportunities to share about Jesus so you can pray about those as well. That would be great. Um, and you can pray for those of us who are mentoring and discipling younger students. Um, there, are, there are upper year students who are doing that on campus, as well as hopefully uh, two students that are here. So we're thankful for Chris and John, who are endeavoring to work with me to mentor students on campus. Um, so you can pray for us and for the student leaders of Katie Fisher Fellowship. There's so many levels at which the kingdom of God, which is yet to come but is now unfolding, happens in our lives. So what I'd like you to do is to take the prayer suggestions, we've just made two of many, many issues we could pray about, and to pray in twos for students on campus, for reconciliation issues, as Jeff encouraged us to, to pray for the national election that is soon upon us and already uh, starting to unfold with the advanced polling that is taking place. Or maybe where your heart is today is around personal issues for God's kingdom to come and God's will be done in terms of the decision you're facing, um, or God's kingdom to come in terms of so many levels of which we need to be shaped by the kingdom of God. So gather in twos or threes, just sort of turn around to the person beside you or around you and pray as you feel comfortable for God's kingdom, God's will. Not luxuries. That can be 
food and clothing and shelter and in a place in the world where we have so much. Um, we need to be mindful of those who have so little. And so there are a few prompters for prayer and feel free to take your prayers in other directions as you pray with this phrase about daily the food we need, daily necessities. Uh, Rachel is a part of the, she's the vice chair of the refugee committee for Centerville Baptist and Bethany Memorial Baptist in Aldershot. One of many groups that is responding to the refugee question, and that was raised earlier. What can we do? How can we pray? Grace asked that um, recently in one of our discussions. And so Rachel's going to share some suggestions about how you can pray for the churches as we respond to the refugee situation. Yes, so um, first, um, there are over 50 million people around the world right now who are displaced. Um, and so we pray for peace, um, both in the Middle East, um, and in the many other regions of the world um, where there is conflict. Um, also pray for the churches of this area who are responding to this crisis and sponsoring refugees. Um, especially pray for the Wolfville Interchurch Council and the Wolfville community as they're meeting tonight to discuss how their community is going to respond um, to the refugee crisis. Uh, and we can also pray for the families who will be coming to the valley. There is a Somali Bantu family coming to Kentville, um, an Iraqi family going to Middleton, and many other families who will be coming. So pray for them as well, as they adjust to a completely new country, um, and as the churches um, gather together and support them. Some other requests for prayer that we have sent our way. Catherine Maloney, who's a doctor of ministry student, has asked prayer for healing and strengthening and some health challenges that she is facing. And we've also been asked to pray for our university president, Ray Ivan, um, who's experiencing some health challenges, and so we want to pray for him as well. And you may think of other situations where people are facing challenges, physical, emotional, spiritual, financial, all sorts of things that come to mind. But not only for ourselves, but for our current world. So let's take an opportunity again to cluster uh, in three or four this time, and pray, take a few minutes to pray. And I encourage your prayers, it's always important to think about our own personal needs, but I encourage your prayers to ripple outward from the personal to the communal to global. And make sure that hopefully you'll cover all those outward ripples and not just think of personal needs. Let's pray. Could you name this doctor of ministry student again, please? Catherine Maloney. As we continue in a prayerful spirit, Steve is going to read for us the next few phrases in the Lord's Prayer. And forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Keep us forgiven, as you and the forgiving others. Keep us safe from ourselves and the devil. At this point, we want to have a few moments of guided prayer to reflect on themes that come up for you as we ponder these phrases in this prayer. Lord, because of what you accomplished on the cross, forgiveness is possible. And so in that confidence, we come to you in confession to say sorry for the things that we have done, Right now, we pray that you would bring to mind something that we need to say sorry 
quiet our hearts and give that to you. As we talked about last week, show us the trash that we need to remove, the issues that we need to let go of. prayer not only personally but also communally. We have raised some issues where it's so easy to be indifferent or too busy or be untouched by the hurt and agony in our hurting world. Now we pray collectively for something you bring to mind that we want to say sorry for together. As believers in our churches through ADC and elsewhere we offer you our corporate prayers of confession. Jesus, merciful one, from the cross and the brutality of all that you experienced, you pray, Father, for they know not what they do. We pray right now that you would bring to mind somebody who has wounded us, who has hurt us. Somebody whom we need to forgive. Even as we have been forgiven, you call us too, that you would lead us not to temptation. Right now, help us to become more aware of how you want us to recognize and resist temptation, especially in areas where each one of us individually are vulnerable. Bring something to mind so that we can become more aware of how to recognize and resist temptation. also pray for your protection from evil in our world. You have disarmed the powers and principalities on the cross, defeated Satan and sin and evil within, around us. We pray that we would experience your deliverance on all levels, in our lives, in our communities, in our country, in our world. Deliver us from you and protect us, we pray. As we ponder that phrase, help us personalize that prayer right now. Pray it for ourselves to pray it for you.
I'll conclude with a song, Build Your Kingdom Here. Thanks for the food that we're about to share, and then share in a blessing that's an adaptation of the end of the Lord's Prayer. Thank you, God, for this time of celebration and praise, remembering who you are and what you're up to and how we can join in. Help us live out our prayers in the week ahead. May we be refreshed by the food that we share and the conversation that we have. We pray in the name of Jesus who invites us to his people to share together. In Jesus' name. Amen. May we go from this time of worship confident in Christ's lordship. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. As Peterson paraphrases, you're in charge. You can do anything you want. You're a blame.